Hello, Jinshu and Jenny. Thanks for joining me. This well, is thank you. Um, this is my our first episode with two guests, so I'm excited uh, and and I appreciate you you both joining me. So. In our previous episodes with each of you, and I encourage people to check them out, we talked about male beauty standards with Chin Shu and female beauty standards with Jenny. And one thing that's really interesting to me is with, with each of you, the idea of different standards because of your race came up, which hadn't even occurred to me, right? To me, it was very clearly there were different beauty standards for men and women, but it ha I hadn't really thought of like a, a, a broader cultural context. And so I'm interested both in any initial thoughts you have on sort of an experience for you that was maybe different because of your race and, and you know, being in a, let's, in a majority white country with, you know, many white celebrities and this sort of thing, how that impacted you. And then also, uh, like, I'm interested in sort of just diving into that after, after your initial thoughts. So, um, Chinshu, why don't you go first? Because I'm a misogynist. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, in, in regards to a lot of this stuff, right? So I guess like my major thoughts in regards to a lot of this is that like, I'd say when I'm just thinking like how to like frame this and phrase a lot of this, um, I suppose there is a difference if you are an Asian person and it comes to Asian beauty standards, if you are in a predominantly Asian country versus if you are an Asian person and Asian beauty standards in like a predominantly non-Asian country or like a white country and stuff like that. And there's an interplay of the various dynamics and the cultural forces and variables in regards to like a lot of that. So, and I guess like, uh, it was kind of like talked about in like previous episodes where it was discussed that, you know, like we didn't really like super see ourselves in a lot of like, you know, the, the white celebrities and, and the the models that were sort of like held up as the paragons of like various beauty standards and stuff like that. And I, I think, oh man, yeah, so, I'm really trying to, to structure my point here a little bit. If um, I may, yeah, one thing that really struck me for each of you was I had just assumed that, and I also think this is sort of pushed in the, the culture right now as a narrative, I had assumed that you each would have felt worse about being Asian because of the white famous people rather than just sort of not associating with the white famous people as much, if at all, right? So that's sort of a different context than I, I would have had. I guess kind of like, yeah, on a personal level, it was just speaking very personally in my experience. I never really like cared that much. Like I said, like I never really saw myself that much in like celebrities and stuff like that. And, but it could have also been the fact that I was never like super big into celebrity culture, like growing up or at any point in my life, right? Perhaps it could have much more negatively affected someone who really did look up a lot to celebrities and try to find these models to emulate off of. But really for me, like, I did not particularly care about it. But I think for me, it was like seeing more Asian representation in like Hollywood and media and stuff like that. Um, it, it was like kind of neat just to see like more people getting, you know, like that look more like me, get involved in these roles and stuff like that. But for me, it was never like a super big thing. And I never really connected that much to these celebrities in the end but I don't know like Jenny you might have like additional thoughts to build off of this um I was gonna say I I agree with Chinshu in that I never really was super into celebra celebrities I think um and by the time I was or if at any point I was um a lot of it was a from actually Asian influenced media. So like K dramas or Taiwanese dramas, um, which I have my mom to thank 
or not to think, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but um, in those, uh, I also didn't, didn't really um, see myself in them physically. I think the things that I admired in the female leads in, the, in those scenarios, for example, um, were their personality traits, um, which maybe isn't a common thing, but I was kind of like, oh, instead of, you know, she has big eyes and long hair, I was like, oh, she's so resilient and like witty. Mm -hmm. um, and, and those were traits that I admired. Uh, I think going into um, my teen years, like in high school, um, a lot of girls watch, you know, America's Next Top Model. Um, I had heard of it, but I, my first exposure to it was Asia's Next Top Model. Um, and so in that way, I think I was a bit blessed because then I saw a bunch of Asian women who, you know, I don't think are the most beautiful people ever. And so at that point, I was like, well, if you think you can be pretty, then I can also be pretty. Not to say that they were ugly, but like. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I want to jump into that because you sort of said they are not the most beautiful people ever, but they're very pretty. And so is it because of their race that they're not the most beautiful people ever? Or it was just coincidentally yeah. that the Asian, cause like, I'm trying to understand, let's say in each of your views is like, so I'll be honest, like when I think of the most beautiful woman, it's like a Jessica Alba type. Cause she was a top celebrity. And like, even with other races, I find that the ones I find more attractive look more white. Like they have more stereotypically white features. Is mm -hmm. that similar for the two? Did each of you grow up in Canada and like, you know, like, you know, white culture, let's say. And, and so how do you sort of, is there a hierarchy of beauty in each of your minds as well? Or not really? Cause I you think, sort of mentioned that I'm interested. I think um, the question kind of morphed along the way there, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, I do that sometimes. To, no, you're good. Just to tie it back to what I was saying. I don't think I thought they were less pretty because they were Asian. Um, mm -hmm. I just, I think generally speaking, if you look at the wide range of models, um, they all have very eccentric features and that's what makes them okay. fashion models. Um, it's not necessarily like conventional, pretty, whatever that is. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's more what I was going for, less on the racial, um, I guess, bias. On okay, well, so that, that next topic is more controversial. So let's hear people's thoughts on that. So like, I definitely have, not a like I wouldn't say I have a hierarchy of like which races I find most attractive right it's like sure. there's a certain standard of beauty I notice I have or a certain aesthetic um that I have but it's based on the culture I was in and it's definitely like you know mostly white celebrities so I can sort of if I had to tabulate I could like look at the data of women I've been attracted to and it would probably skew white um, and so I'm interested in, in your thoughts on, on that sort of phenomenon and if it's a similar experience for either of you. This has been like touched on like a little bit, actually, like, like in larger cultural spheres and everything like that. Like it's been talked about, um, especially like in, in like countries like India and in like, and like, you know, the various Asian countries as well. Right. There's like 
uh, white is often seen as like better as well mm. and like a lot of the cultural stuff that comes there and there has been a lot of talk about how much of this is like before contact with Europeans and how much this came after contact with Europeans and whatnot like there's um there's a there's a saying in Chinese actually and what is it saying the saying in, it's in Mandarin so it's like bai fu mei and translated directly uh, from Mandarin into Chinese, bai fu mei. So it's three words. So first one, bai is white. And second one, fu, basically means like, like rich or fortunate or wealthy. And the third character basically means like pretty and stuff like that. And there's like an opposite of that. And I forget what the exact phrase is. So there is like a bit of this 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 the sense of like whiteness is better and a little bit in terms of like skin tone as well you also see it in the the sale and the advertising for like skin lightening creams as well yeah. in like various countries such as that too and i'm not too certain like what to make of that because it's like some people have credited like this to like european influences and the promotion of like european beauty standards as like the standard and whatnot and minimizing what? ethnic beauty and, and whatnot uh it, i've it also is an heard though that Sorry. I've also heard though, and I don't know if this is true about like, well, like peasants have dark skin because they work outside in the sun and like royalty are, are pale or whatever. Common one. Yeah. Very common one. I think that's like a thing that was like talked about in like, you know, my family a little bit too. Right. And like, definitely like growing up as a kid, I remember coming back from like spending six weeks sailing at like a secret at summer camp. And I would just, I would be like four shades darker than I currently am right now. And the first thing, like my grandmother would be like, yeah, you've gotten so dark, son. Yeah. Right. Um, I've definitely heard the same. <laughs> but I think uh, my mom was more chill about it because she was like, dude, it's just the sun. Your skin's doing its thing. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, that, that's interesting. But, but sort of separating from the actual like skin tone issue, because like there's definitely sort of different uh, stereotypical body types in different uh, races as well. Do either of you see um, sort of personal preferences or the way you think of beauty being tended more towards um, like one body type versus another? Because yeah, for me, it's, it's less so skin tone isn't something I prominently think of. Maybe like it is a factor in the back of my mind, but in, in, you know, in, in white culture, it's good to be tan, right? Um, for whatever reason. That was reason. so funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in terms of, does it factor in for um, body type generally? And, and in particular, I'm interested in each of your thoughts on the differences between the genders in that regard as well, because to me, it seems like men are a more standardized look of beauty. Like there's just sort of one generic attractive man, whereas for women, there's many more. And I don't know if either of you agree, um, but that's sort of how I, how I think of it at the moment. I think I have a type if that's what you're asking <laughs> yeah well, so, I have a type two I have a type yeah. two I think you know it's, it's, I think it's very well, fair yeah, to say so, that you have types yeah you know, and so like when you think of your type I'm interested if you could quickly sort of catalog or or try and associate your type with like stare with body features of the races like do you two because there's this stereotype as well that like you know black guys don't want to date black women. And I don't know if it's also true about like Asian people don't like, cause the, the ideal in Canada and the U S is white. Right. So like people are attracted to that. Hot take. <laughs> yeah. Like, very so, hot take. no, I mean, I, you can definitely 
this isn't my hot take. I, you, it's just all over the internet, guys. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. If we don't want to go down this route, that's fine. I can, I can switch it up. But I, I'm really trying to understand to what degree, if any, you two think um, your race and in particular your race relative to the white culture has impacted your personal preferences. Because, you know, I think the cult, I think the narrative is telling me that it's so impactful, right? That it's like a really important thing that we need to address, we need to talk about. So I'm trying to, but it seems like, well, it's not that important to either of you, right? Or it doesn't seem to be a prominent thing. So I'm just trying to understand that. I can, okay, so I think there are a couple of things that I can pinpoint. Um, yeah. I don't know if they're necessarily white features or I, I don't know if white's the right word here, Caucasian mm -hmm. features. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously like high cheekbones are a thing. Um, and I think a lot of Asians aren't necessarily blessed with that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that I got actually kind of self-conscious about when I started to use makeup a little bit more because I'm like oh if I put foundation on everything flattens out you know like really flattens out <laughs> it's just I'm like oh suddenly I don't look kind of good um and I don't think I have very high cheekbones and so that's actually become an insecurity um and that's actually recently I would say I've gotten over it uh to a certain extent but it is something that I've noticed um the other thing that I wanted to bring up was nose bridges are mm. a thing. Um, uh, yes. A lot of, yeah, a lot of Asians obviously lack those. Um, and that has actually been a thing throughout most of my life um, for two reasons. One, I wear glasses and a lot of optometrists out here only have like, you know, glasses that require a nose bridge. Right. Like the acetate glasses that you have on right now, I had them um, and I had to get them like modified for an Asian profile or a low profile they've now called it. Right. Um, and that's been something that's kind of bothered me, especially with the rise of the acetate glasses. It's like, oh, it's so cheap, so light, wow. And then it's like, well, I can't really get in on that because I have to spend more money to fix it. Um, and then the second reason is... Um, I don't know if like where this came from, but my grandma, when she was, when I was younger, would always say like, oh, if you pinch your nose bridge um, every day, you'll be able to kind of make it grow out if you will. And she's like, that's how I got mine. <laughs> right. And she, she did have a pretty prominent nose bridge um, that I was just not blessed with for whatever reason. But um, yeah, so high cheekbones, nose bridges, um, I think, Brow bone is also sort of a thing, but less so. More prominent. Yeah. Eyebrow. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Like my eyes, that might... I guess, are inset further, right? So exactly. Like into my skull. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I actually do find that quite attractive. And I'm pretty sure there's Stop. little to no, <laughs> little to no um, Asians who have a, a really inset eyes, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I guess in those in those ways, I do like so-called more Caucasian features, mm -hmm. um, and I guess I do look for that in people. Um, and maybe this is also part of it. Probably, I've also had a couple of 
white boyfriends. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I but, attribute that to something else, but yeah. Yeah, because I mean, that's that's really interesting. Just as an aside, I never understood, like I, when I used to wear Oakleys, there was like Asian fit sunglasses and I never understood mm. what that meant. So I suppose it's related to yeah, the nose yeah. bridge. Um, but so that's, so that's really interesting. And that's impressive introspection to have that, like those, I couldn't pinpoint features like that, that I find, um, you know, attractive. Um, right. But how do you think that relate? Like, do you think, why do you think you have that preference, so to speak? Because like some people will say, oh, well, you've been brainwashed to like white features instead of Asian features and you have white boyfriends. And it's interesting because, you know, 50 years ago or even less, eight, like many cultures didn't want people to marry outside of their yeah. uh, race. And now the narrative has sort of gone on a flip. It's sort of flipped on its head and it's like, if you do marry outside of your race, maybe it's because you've been like convinced that your own race isn't as attractive, something like that. Um, I find that hard to believe. And this is why. Um, would you agree that from like a really young age, like I'm talking maybe seven or eight, maybe all the way up to like 12 or 13, um, that kids are influenced by this on their, in their crushes? I guess not as a kid because, but I'd, I'd counter because as a kid, people kind of all look more similar. They're not as prominent. I'm not focused on that stuff. Beauty standards for me, I became more obsessed with them as I got older, right? 18, 16, 18. When I had crushes as a kid, it wasn't about like beauty didn't factor in at all. I became like hyper obsessed with it by the time I was 19 or 20. Mm but okay. so, right um but i don't know like i think that's a good point because you know outside of like more overtly racist people and like you know families i think young kids have crushes not really based on looks right because um again i mean there were definitely kids i thought were uggs but <laughs> yeah yeah no no I, I, same same no there's definitely okay there's definitely like ugg like ugly people <laughs> as well um but um yeah so Jinshu, what are your thoughts on all of this um this this is kind of going off on like a little bit of tangent but since we've kind of gone to the topic of like attraction and like dating a little bit and crushes in that sense it is like interesting looking at like stereotypes and how like how a lot of the the dating scene looks at like asian people because like i'm I'm, you know, I'm sure you know about this but there's like a whole fetish towards like asian women you know it's called like yellow fever and whatnot and you know there's a very classical stereotype of like i didn't know that was a thing until like five years ago oh interesting yeah was this like did you hear about it secondhand or did you experience it um i heard about it like i okay. read about it and then i and anyways i i don't want to cut you off so keep going I'll cut you off one second. Sure. <laughs> like I literally, I had one Asian girlfriend for a month in grade 11 and people kept started telling me, oh, I have Asian fever and I'm going to Waterloo because I like Asians, like from having one Asian and it wasn't even a factor at the time. So oh. definitely a, an absurd thing in my view, but keep going. Yeah. yeah and with the, the Asian fever thing, it's, it's mentioned like a lot on like the internet and in culture and stuff like that. And like, I'm very certain it is like a heavy, like serious thing, but I definitely, I think it's one of those things where like you can easily get like a positive feedback loop getting, getting like 
going on this sort of thing where people like start hearing about it right and they think it becomes a lot more that it's a lot more prevalent than it is and people start talking about it a lot more and then it kind of just drives the entire feedback cycle and it's interesting like looking at like the whole asian fever thing as it relates to like asian women because it's also like there's a lot of like very negative stereotypes regarding asian men as well in the whole dating scene um and like a lot of like much older media let's say from the like, 1950s to, like the 1970s and whatnot like a very common stereotype of asian men is that they're very weak they're very effeminate in a lot of this as well and i think it's like a like a flip side and which is wholly false by the way i feel oh. like that's the world's greatest understatement well there's <laughs> i've also on. heard a stereotype around like asians being more sort of gender neutral in their appearance just generally like um that there's like that's what i've heard and like you can see like a lot of people and in the way they dress as well like it's sort of that, that's a stereotype I've heard too. I, I think that relates to like differences in fashion trends and stuff like yeah. that because I definitely noticed that when I was like going to Japan where when it came to like their clothing it was a lot more like gender neutral and less focused on a rugged distinction between like men and women in terms of fashion in that sense and I'd be interested to kind of look at like kind of the historical and cultural reasons that kind of may feed into that like a little bit too. It, it is like an interesting one to think about. But that's not a thought I've like spent like a lot of, of time on, right? And the, the thing about like the Asian men being weak and effeminate, that is one thing I can actually talk about on like a personal level. And it was a case of like, so in, in, in high school, I pretty much did not work out at all, right? I did like a little bit of sailing through sea cadets and we whatnot. Did. But uh, pretty much going into like university. And, hmm? Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh. sorry. <laughs> but going into like university and whatnot, right? I think it was like largely, I, I gained a lot of weight in first year. I really wanted to like work it out. So I started going to the gym heavily and started like working out heavily. And then yada, yada, yada. I spent three years like training like heavy advanced martial arts at this point. But I definitely like a part of me that was like kind of fueling. And it wasn't like a heavy, heavy thing at the time. But I definitely did have the idea of the stereotype of Asian men being weak and effeminate at the back of my head. And it was kind of just like, it didn't really like make me particularly angry, but it was more like a amusement and a case of like I'm gonna get really buff and I'm gonna make this like really funny and kind of like prove that wrong in a little bit of like the sense how do you feel I've I've read that Asian men are the least swiped on tinder so to speak like they're the least uh popular uh, race group um have you like overall I I've also read something about this I talked about this as well I believe (laughs) yeah we gotta cite this the Yeah, maybe I got to dig it up too. But the, I don't know these, if the article would be well cited. I don't know what studies they're based on. I, I'm sure with Tinder and online dating, it's become popular and prevalent enough in overall society that there probably has actually been intensive research that is respectable that has been done on it. But that's going off of like a tangent. Uh, yeah, like I've read a similar thing to you. Well, it basically compared to like men and women um and different races and who swipes on what race and stuff like that and yeah I've, I've definitely seen this thing as well that asian men are generally like the least swiped upon and i think a lot of that is probably fed by like certain cultural stereotypes a little bit what i said about like media perceptions of asian men being like weak or mm. effeminate and whatnot and how that may clash with particularly like I, I think it's like white women are the ones least likely to swipe on asian men or something like that don't quote me on this but I think it maybe ties to like perhaps like white women, what they get fed by culture and society regarding like ideals of masculinity, which are usually typically white in a white majority culture and how that maybe doesn't particularly jive with, you know, Asian men 
maybe there's like the negative stereotyping of Asian men coming into that. It could also just be a fact of like Asian men not necessarily fitting some of those stereotypes that a lot of people have been, you know, surrounded and immersed in. You know, that's fair. And, and I think that's sort of what I'm trying to understand as a whole is how much is this a real thing, right? Because mm. right now it's talked about as if it's like a very pernicious thing, a very real thing. And I'm interested in like, have e aside from this 20 minute conversation, how much thought have either of you put into this? Because it seems like I'm being told that your subconscious is just full of this stuff that you can't get away from the fact that somehow you're lesser because you're not white, basically, right? Like, I think that's a large part of the narrative I hear. And I'm wondering if you hear that and if you agree, because like, I we just spent 20 minutes, yeah, talking about race when, you know, I don't think it's that important. Maybe I'm attracted to white people more. I don't know. I've been attracted to many different races, but I'm interested in your experience around that. I hate that it's being talked about so much because I feel like it does start to bring out a lot of the contrast, um, like more than it actually is. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like up until recently, race just hasn't really been a thing for me. Um, but it really has come to the forefront of just a lot of relationships as well. Mm. Um, relationships more broadly speaking here, by the way. Um, yeah, I, I hate that it's talked about so much, um, but I guess it's a good thing. I don't know. I don't really feel like, I feel like maybe it's, it's cause for a lot of introspection because maybe I am influenced a lot by this and I don't actually realize it. Um, and talking about it now, I'm trying to think of like, are there Asian men that I currently find attractive? And I think the answer is yes. Um, but then, you know, I look at their facial features, uh, and then I'm like, oh, wait, maybe it is because they have, you know, the, the brows or the, the nose bridge and whatnot. Um, when, so it's interesting. It's a complex question as well, right? Like, why do I find the specific things I find attractive, attractive, yeah. right? Like that's yeah. a very complex question and it's hard to know, right? Because they could be from a very young age. Um, and yeah, so, and, and so it's like, I think, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, one thing I was going to say was, I think one of the thought, I guess, experiments I just did in my head was, if I was swiping on Tinder, I feel like it'd be easier for me to say yes to maybe like a okay looking white dude versus um, like a really good looking Asian dude. Did mm. I say that right? So like if my friend came to me with a really attractive Asian dude and she's like, whoa, check this guy out. Like he's so cute. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess he's all right. You know, whereas like, I guess I'm more lenient and leniency in this case might translate into, well, actually, Jenny, your beauty standards are like completely morphed um, into, right. into tending towards. Well, so yeah, why, why would you be more lenient, I guess? Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, like, because that's, that's sort of the really interesting question to me is, um, because I'm assuming it's not the, like the skin tone, right? Like I'm, I'm assuming yeah. it's not that. Um, 
but it could just be like on a spectrum of facial features, so to speak. Like it could just be, it's hard like chicken or egg, right? Is, is your facial feature preference such that it happens that more white people fit it? Or is it, yeah. su- is it because you've been convinced white people are more beautiful, right? And I guess the person's own like personal life experiences on like a micro level kind of play into this as well, right? Like mm-hmm. people that one has dated that, that and yeah. it kind of like people they've interacted with and whatnot. So this is, it's a, it's a really naughty tangle to basically bring loose super in this meta. way. And I'm not <laughs> super certain like what's even the best approach to do all this and in like a really rigorous way is the thing. Because it's also the case of like one of the, one of the things I really like is that the individual influences the average, but the average does not necessarily influence the individual. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like larger overall trends and whatnot, right? It's like, we've, we've kind of talked about, there's like a lot of these trends out there, right? And it's like, a lot of these don't really necessarily influence us on a conscious level in our individual, in the microcosms of our lives as it is, right? So, but then that's also like a hard thing to pick out because is it influencing you? Like how, how sure are you of your own knowing of your own epistemology in that sense? Yeah. And I think that's, that's sort of um, the, that's the million dollar question, I think. Right. Because I I think right now there seems to be an overemphasis on that. And I think, you know, but I I don't have a good answer to that. I'm I'm stuck on an, on, on one other question I want to ask. But Jenny, do you have any thoughts on what Chinshu just said? Um, not, not immediately. Um, I'm interested if, if either or both of you are willing, um, how many white versus Asian versus other culture people have you dated or, or uh, interacted with in some dating-like manner? Do you think you're like, based on just like sort of the evidence of your own experience, do you think um, there's, does, there's, does there seem to be a bias? Because um, yeah, if anything, some people might put forward, oh, well, it should be majorly your own race, even though they'd also potentially say that, um, you know, race doesn't matter. Statistics plays into this too. There's significantly more white people around than there are Asian people. So you have to just kind of compare that to like the actual statistical distributions and the specific demographics of where you have been. I think necessary to really cut out the bias that's gonna be implicit there. That's, a, that's think, a good caveat, so. Yeah, I agree with the, the if you will, geography influencing things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my split was more between like darker skinned people versus lighter skinned people, if you will, races. Um, like, honestly, I grew up in a lot of places that didn't really have black individuals, um, which is kind of sad, but that also probably means I likely won't date one because they're not around me. Um, with that said, um, I think I've been pretty well split between the two, like white and Asian. Um, yeah, it's 50-50. Both, both in like, who I hang out with, um, and who I've dated. Yeah. Um, for me, it's interesting because there's also sort of, I mean, it's always terrible to lump people into such broad groups. Right. But like, cause there's also Brown people. Right. And I do think the geography makes a big difference. When I was in elementary school, I had lots of crushes on Brown girls 
Um, yeah, but there was likewise. just way more around, boys. right? Like, yeah. um, and then as I went into high school, it became a pretty much white and Asian population at my high school. I was like mm -hmm. sort of in a different school zone even, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then in university, a large portion of the people uh, I spent a lot of time with happened to be white as well. Um, so I, I think that's that's interesting because I wouldn't have gone back to elementary school to think about that because I also, um, you know, when I think about it, I think more so high school when I started actually like dating people. Um, but for me, I think it's definitely a large majority of white women um, with, you know, a few non-white people only. But I don't know if that's because of geography or like, you know, the, the demographics of my interest groups um, or, you know, racial bias. I have no idea. I do know that when I think of, you know, so like the, the, the beauty standards from when I was a kid and like really started to pay attention to like good looking movie stars, like it was majority white and Halle Berry, who I considered like looking white, basically, right? She right. like in her in her body features, but Chinshu, um, what about what about you? Yeah, that's good. Well, you know, being the last person gives me time to think on this. I think in terms of people that I have dated or been like, you know, like casually entangled with, I think the split is approximately 70-30 leading towards like Caucasian people in that sense. Uh, I think in terms of like larger overall friend group though, it is like a fairly much more even split. Although um, I don't particularly have like many black friends, I would say uh, many black friends or many likes uh, like Middle Eastern friends as well. Mm. I think they make up, I, I definitely do have them. I think they're definitely a smaller proportion of like the white Asian brown kind of split in that group. Yeah, I have, I, I joke how I have my one black friend from high school but we had an episode where he, we're only still friends because he's black and I've needed a black guy on my shows. So that's the only reason we're still like, oh but there was only like four or five black people in my high school, in my grade out of like 400. Right. So it was like a very small population. I want to clarify though. Like I think dating versus actually being attracted to are different things. One still yeah. requires you to kind of offer something up. Um, and to clarify there, I have been attracted to a variety of people, I think, outside of white and Asian. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a good, <laughs> that's a, a good <laughs> clarification point. Yeah. Um, so do either of you have any last thoughts? I know this sort of jumped all over the place. Uh, I, I hope it was at least in a, in a common thread of what we were talking about. But do either of you have any last thoughts uh, you want to bring up? I think inner beauty is still important to me. So you can mm. be cute as fuck, but it doesn't matter if you're trash. So be a good still person. is the main thing. When you're considering spending your life with someone, physical yeah. beauty fades very, very quickly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, well, I appreciate the two of you coming on and talking about this. And, and next time we'll talk about something less introspective. We can focus on a, on a sex related uh, or, or beauty okay. related or something <laughs> cultural thing rather than su such an introspective one. But I, I sincerely appreciate you two exploring this with me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Thank no, you. Glad, glad to be here. Thank you so much.